I'd recommend focusing on your community, the people who are at your event, and find out what they've got out of being part of your TEDx event. If you understand that better, I think it'll inform you more as a TEDx organiser, but also inspire other people who've been at the event to do things as well. I think that's going to inspire action and that's where you can maybe expand. Hello TEDx organizers and welcome to another episode of Solving for X. I'm your host Jay Harati and today we are going to be digging into the topic of impact. This is something that TEDx organizers all over the world think about because we know a lot of impact takes place at our events, but it's something that's really hard to measure and to quantify. To help us think through this, we are being joined by Zebunisa Ahmed. She's the impact lead at TEDx Glasgow in Scotland. As the impact lead there, Zeb captures and shares the stories of impact that happen within the TEDx Glasgow community. There's a lot of great information in here. I encourage you to listen to the whole thing and then go to the TEDx Hub for some follow-on resources. You won't regret it. Let's dive right in. Zeb, welcome to Solving for X. Thanks for having me, Jay. Happy to be here. I am so excited about this conversation. Impact is something that all of us at TEDx think about around the world. I am uh, excited to learn and to hear about what you do because to be honest I have not met many TEDx teams that have an official role for a person leading the impact you are the impact lead of the TEDx Glasgow team so I can't wait to learn more before we start give me a little bit of a sense of your first day on the TEDx Glasgow team I joined TEDx Glasgow as a volunteer and it was purely out of being a TED fan that I went along to the event and my remit to be honest on the day was just to help usher people around and collect rubbish and do things like that just general duties but on the day I bumped into an individual that was part of the TEDx Glasgow team and they were asking people to fill in some surveys and in chatting to that individual I said can I get involved because my background is research and data collection I'm really intrigued about what you're trying to learn and they wanted a flavor of impact of what people took away from being part of the TEDx experience so I got involved started asking questions and kept annoying the individual that had designed this survey going I want to add some questions to your survey please can I just keep going and embellish with what I'm doing here and they just let me go with it on the day um, and it kind of evolved from there the, the team saw that I had both an appetite to do it but also experience and interest from my career being in data analytics and data visualization and they were happy to let me get stuck in so they invited me to join the team and that's wow. how I got the role of impact lead. That's a, a perfect TEDx story of somebody comes to usher people and, uh, and you offer help and the TEDx team is happy to receive it. What do you think the team was trying to accomplish and why when they yeah. were putting out these surveys? Sure. Um, so I realized it was social impact that they wanted to try and measure and demonstrate. They knew that lots of ideas were coming to the stage, but they didn't really know what happened to those ideas after or whether any change or influence had happened. But they had a feeling that there was more going on 
but how to evidence it was really uncertain. And that's where I stepped in and said, I'll go and find out. I'll go and see what other TEDxes are doing. I'll go and start chatting to people. And I joined the TED Hub, asking questions. And it turned out that no TEDx had any answer. Um, I was taking phone calls on my lunch break at work. I was writing emails through evenings. I was asking anyone and everyone, please, can you tell me what you do about impact? Do you measure it? Do you understand it? Do you have any idea what your event does to your local community? And I constantly got back an answer along the lines of, no, do you know? Going to tell us what you know? (laughs) Um, So from there, I quickly realised that actually it's an unknown area. TEDx is do amazing things but we just don't know how to quantify it Um, so I thought let's ask experts and it's actually taken two years of working with experts in the field Um, I've been working with universities with the Scottish government with the Wellcome Trust and lots of other agencies and charities that do demonstrate the impact of their local projects to understand the logic models that they use Um, to look at methods of research, both quantitative and qualitative. And I've taken those approaches and tried and tested them out over the last two years in TEDx Glasgow. Not everything has been successful, though. It's all been trial and error as we go. We want to hear about both what was successful and what was (laughs) not successful. But, you know, your first impression was right, and I would say I'm probably in the same boat. Uh, And many of us here at TED headquarters and at TEDx headquarters, all of us across TEDx, We hear stories all the time, qualitative, anecdotal examples of impact. But it is it has proven very difficult to quantify it and present it in any measurable way on all kinds of impact. What is the impact on the audience in the room? What is the impact on the organizing team and the volunteers? What happens to the idea? What happens to the speaker? What happens to the people three months after they've been in the room? What happens to the community? You know, all these things. So now you're setting up a plan. What are you setting up to measure? So I'll be honest, Jay, I'm a bit of a greedy person and I want it all. I want to measure impact everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not realistic. And um, we just try to take one problem at a time. And I have a team of 11 that help me. And that's grown over time where I've taken different areas of expertise. So some are really great at research. Others are great at capturing media and content. Others are just really good at interviewing people and just having a nice conversation. And we've taken all those approaches and spread them out and we do different things throughout the year. So we'll try the audience at the TEDx Glasgow event and we'll chat to people and we'll record it and we'll take away the results and then analyse the outcomes and see what stories we want to hold on to or what quantifiable evidence we can apply to that. Um, And we then just continue that approach. So we'll go and look at our speakers over the seven years of TEDx Glasgow. And we'll try and speak to them about the idea that they shared and ask them what's happened since and try and pick on the themes and attitudes of the impact that they had intended, but also what's happened that maybe wasn't intended as well. So a lot of the time we're realising that there's lots of impact going on that just wasn't planned. And it's hard to know what to measure as a consequence of that. Well, now we're getting into kind of the heavy analytical part of it. First, I want to clarify. You said you have a team of 11 people helping you with this, just working on impact. Oh my God, that's amazing. Only in TEDx, (laughs) people are willing to do this on a volunteer basis. So that's really impressive. And it sounded like your first focus was on the impact of ideas on changing the behavior of the people who heard the ideas and then went out to the world. Would that be a correct description? That's correct, yes. What does the complete program look like? So 
there's four areas that we try to measure against and then there's different approaches we apply to each of those areas. Um, so it's the idea and that's the, the forefront of what we look at, the idea that's worth doing. Then it's the society that engage with the event and the talks themselves. What's the community responding to and what are they thinking and feeling as a result of that idea? Then we start looking at the economic impact of the resources required to put the event together, but also the outputs that come as a result of that event. You know, people who travel far and wide to attend the event, they're spending money in our local economy that they wouldn't have if they didn't come to TEDx Glasgow. And there's lots of other examples of that. The skills that we bring to Scotland and to Glasgow or the skills that we've coached and trained other people to take away as part of volunteering. And then it's the speaker, the person who actually came to deliver the talk. A lot of these people are not confident at speaking on stage and the coaching and the preparation to do a TEDx style talk is very important to them and it makes them even stronger a speaker for when they go on to their next occasion of speaking or doing a conference. They always tell us that they've left feeling more empowered to share their idea or communicate their message um, and they're doing it much better. Hmm. I'm also getting greedy now like you, you like <laughs> you did. I want to learn everything and I know it might feel a little bit heavy and dense but I think this is really important. So I want to dig in in each one of the areas. So okay. you just uh, you were just talking about uh, the speaker, the person sharing the idea, uh, and and I want to go in and just understand group by group what is the methodology. So there, it sounds like w- what do you do? You do one-on-one interviews with a pre-prepared set of questions. What's the methodology there? It's a before and after measurement that we try to do. We ask them how they feel about speaking, and we run through some questions about confidence what they feel about their idea and their intended impact. We ask them to rate themselves on a scale and then we'll measure the same questions again after the event and we'll do it again 12 months later and if we find them again three years later, whatever, we'll continue to see how that scale changes and you can see straight away from before they do their talk and after the event, there's always an increase. They feel more confident, they feel more empowered, they feel excited to do it again and to do it better than they've done before. And that's how we measure the speaker benefit. Mm. And of course, so many speakers tell us this when we meet them, right? Uh, But you quantified it. All right, so then let's move on to the area of checking the impact of the idea. How did you approach it there? Talk to us about that. So we try to keep it very basic and ask the speaker what they think the impact might be. And then we just look for ways to measure that where we can. What we find, though, is that things happen that you're not prepared for. So we do have Mm. to be quite reactive at times about the short term Mm. and long term impact. You mean that the speaker might tell you that they think this is going to be the outcome, but then you find out that in reality, even the speaker couldn't predict what the idea will will lead to. Is that what you're saying? Precisely. Yeah, I can give you an example of that, if you like. Please. A speaker called... Richard Weller, he's a doctor at Edinburgh University and he studies the impact of sunshine on your health. When we put people under a lamp for the equivalent of about 30 minutes of sunshine in summer um, in Edinburgh, clearly not Glasgow because there is no sunshine in Glasgow, (laughs) but in Edinburgh, what, what we produced was we produced a rise in circulating nitric oxide and their blood pressure goes down, not by much at an individual level, but enough at a population level 
to shift the rates of heart disease in a whole population. It's the type of sunshine that you are able to absorb in your skin that matters. It's not how much sun exposure you get. And if you have your skin prepared to get that sun correctly into your skin, the health benefits are greater. So his talk led on to research being funded to evidence this. Um, so that was great and he got lots of support and he's been able to spread this message worldwide and it's become a wider conversation with a lot, many more experts but mm. in the last year I met with him and he told me that his second range of research has continued on to proving a method of having sunscreen that lets in the good stuff and stops the bad stuff so you don't get all the cancer issues and things like that but maximises the benefit of the sun exposure you do have so that you get absolutely the best health benefits possible regardless of what country right. you're in. And they've been able to launch potentially a healthy sunscreen just a few months ago in, in the UK. And that could wow. change the lives of some people um, if that works for them. And did he feel that uh, momentum from the original talk kind of propelled him forward to do this second piece of research in any way? Could he, could he link that back to his TEDx experience? He absolutely wanted to do the research and I think that's what prompted him to do the TEDx talk. But he never thought at all that it would turn into a business or a product. And that's what he's told me in his case study that we've got in our impact report. Right. He's also brought jobs to Scotland as a result. He's set up a business to Scotland. So the economic impact of that and the social impact of that, again, we couldn't have planned for that measurement. We wouldn't have known about it, but having caught up with him, right. we've been able to get a flavor of that. Good. Well, that's a great lead in into the third area of impact that you measure, which is the economic impact on the city of Glasgow. Do you want to talk about the methodology there? Yeah, sure. So the economic impact is a standardized calculation that's used. And we've looked at what's relevant from that calculation for a TEDx event. We can see how many people would travel to the event and spend money in our local economy as a result. And that includes the speakers who are international that might not have been in the country, but they've put all their effort into bringing themselves and their team here. That adds value to the event. But also this, the skills that people are bringing and the training and coaching that's going away as a result of being part of putting this event together. We've created jobs, we've created contracts with agencies to design the event, to create wonderful experiences around the event, to record the talks. All of that adds up. Hmm. So I guess the last area to look at is societal impact, right? Yeah, so that's where our NPS survey was the starting point for it. And we looked at, I, I applied what I do at work, the NPS results looking at the promoters and detractors and looking for themes within that. And we designed questions to try and probe a bit further into those to find out, well, you're detracting from the event, you don't like it, what's what's your reason, what do you want more of, what would make it better, but also for the ones that love it and are promoting it, why do you love it and what makes it better? Could it even get mm. better for you? And mm. that's where the societal impact um, kind of came out with three metrics that we tried to measure over and above the NPS as part of an internal survey we do on the day. Um, and we ask people, have you been inspired? Have you been able to meet someone you wouldn't have normally? And are you ready to take action on something you've learned today? 
and the results have always been really strong. Lots of people say, yep, met people I wouldn't have met normally, I've made new friends, I've made new business contacts, I've met people I just would love to meet again. And some of them actually meet again year after year when they come to the event, which is lovely to see. Mm-hmm. And the ones that tell us that they've been inspired to act, we try to follow up with them as well. And we ask them, well, did you do what you said you were inspired to do? And what happened as a result of that? That's still taking time to, to get results on and mature, but we're, we're trying to get closer to those individuals and get evidence of the actions that they've committed to. So we walked through the four areas that you look into, um, the impact of the idea, the impact of the speaker, the economic impact of the event, and the societal impact of the event. Um, let's go back to the ideas a little bit. And I know you've got a couple of uh, interesting examples of how ideas from the stage made an impact in the real world. Maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about Laura Young's talk. Yeah, so Laura Young spoke at TEDx Glasgow this year in 2019, and her mission was to demonstrate the impact of single-use plastics. How about I leave you with just one switch? It's something we all drink and a change we can all make. Milk. So, I want you to picture this. The average family of four's yearly consumption of milk. Got it? Actually, don't picture it. Here it is. She brought on stage a really strong visual representation of one year's worth of use of milk, plastic milk bottles. It was just a mountain of milk bottles on stage and the visual impact of that stunned people. So what if this family, or you, was to switch from milk in plastic bottles back to the way it used to be, milk bottles? We had people straight away on the day just saying, that's it, I'm doing it, I'm changing, I'm making the switch. And what Laura was really smart about doing and working on in advance was working with local dairies to have a marketing campaign running the same day that said switch now so people could go on line straight away in their seat during the event and say i'm i'm doing a milk order i'm switching wow. to glass bottles of milk deli- being delivered to my house instead of buying the plastic in the supermarket wow we've since learned that a lot of companies in glasgow have chosen to do this for their whole organization so it's not just individuals who've seen the talk we're having a wider impact than we had anticipated. And Laura's been really good at pushing the message out on that. But also, people have been passionately sharing the talk since. So the people who haven't been at TEDx Glasgow watching Laura in person have since watched it and taken action as well. It's an important topic. I know I'm going to go and look at that talk right away because here at TED, with this is the year of countdown uh, yeah. where we are looking to turn the tide on climate. Uh, And obviously ideas like this are the kinds of ideas that we are looking to spread even further. Uh, Tell us about Laura Beveridge's talk. Yep, so Laura Beveridge spoke a few years ago and she's grown up in care. And when you you mean care, let me just clarify for the North Americans listening to this or maybe other people who learned English here, I think this is what we call foster care. That's correct, yes, yes. 
So she had a very emotional message behind what she was saying. Kids in care are labelled and they're judged. I know this because I've seen it. That you go from care home to care home and you don't always have a way of feeling like you have an identity and you lose part of who you are. Someone who is a social worker in care, not being allowed to give you a hug when you're getting upset or being tearful or even just having mm. a moment, it just feels wrong. We're human. Contact is important at times and a hug is a beautiful thing to have. We need to own our identity and stop apologising for who we are. We need to innovate, take a risk, because you might just save a life. And we need communities to own us and not judge us anymore. I want you to be part of this revolution. So go out there and do something and make care incredible for every young person out there, every child, because they need love. Thank you. That talk was received very well. People were passionate on the day. She got a standing ovation. And she since went on to speak at the Scottish government and our First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, signed a, a review of the care system in Scotland as a result of it. And that has happened since that we've changed the way that the care system operates now. And lots of children who are in care are now being considered differently as a result of hearing what Laura had to say, understanding her examples and putting steps in place to try and change the approach that's made. So we'll see children go through the care system now over the coming years, hopefully have a better result um, and have stronger wow. lives and confidence as a result of being in care. Wow, that's beautiful. Fantastic. So, you know, as you describe these two examples, three out of the four areas where you're measuring impact when it comes to the impact on the speaker, the impact on society or the audience, and then the third one, the economic impact on the city. You are able to create some kind of templated surveys and structures, kind of surveys that you ask, and then ask the same ones over time, right? It's because it follows a certain pattern. That's With right. speakers, it sounds like you are almost constructing a custom report for each speaker because it's really just an interview with qualitative and uh, anecdotal stuff that's being constructed into something you measure. Is this correct? Because it sounds like Absolutely. every idea is completely different. That's right. And that's what makes it such a challenge. And that's why I have a team of 11 and it will probably continue <laughs> to grow. <laughs> it's just so hard to know what to ask and what to measure. And every time you speak to the speaker, something new and unexpected is coming out that you want to go and catch up with them about. So it's about right. being passionate and keeping in touch with that speaker. And I think just learn as you go. Now, one might ask, why bother? This is so hard to do. Where am I going to find 11 people on my team to, to do this? Uh, but I know that you have been able to build narratives out of your impact research that have really contributed to the TEDx Glasgow experience. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Definitely. So we think it's really important for people to know why these events happen and the the impact that's created because we want to inspire other people to do the same. And that's across everyone we engage with, the attendees, future speakers, our partners, anyone who engages with us, people who watch the talks online. We think it's really important to give back locally to our community. And if we can make a difference, you know, if more people start using glass milk bottles and that continues, then it's a greater impact. We just want more and more of it. We're going to get greedy again. 
we really think it's important and especially to help partners see the value in what happens as a result of putting such a unique event together. It's one of the events where nothing similar happens elsewhere. It's usually sector driven that you go to an event, there's a particular topic or an interest and certain minds are there. Whereas at a TEDx event, you've got this really widespread of individuals with ideas and appetites and interests, but they're all intrigued and active and ready to act. So it's important to show that impact can happen Mm. and that the partners help make it happen by supporting the event and the volunteers help make it happen because they're helping the event happen and the speakers are bringing the most important ideas possible to the stage to inspire other people to keep doing it. That's nice. And in that conversation with sponsors and potential partners, they're associating themselves with an event and they're helping create an event where the audience is going through a very, very special journey. They are going to be, on that day, they're going to be opening up. They're going to be inspired. They're going to make new connections. They're going to be ready for action. And and that wonderful experience is now being associated with their brand. I presume it's part of the narrative. Am I correct? It is part of the narrative, yeah. But we try to take it away from brand association and try to demonstrate it's being part of a movement. It's bigger than brand. It's bigger than marketing. It's about making a difference. So the partners can associate with that and they actually feel more empowered and impassioned to do it when they realise that, you know, significant change is at play here and that they feel special to be part of that. That's very powerful. I love leaning into um, making a difference and not focus on how your brand is going to shine. But how do you then show them value? Like when you do a report back to your supporters and partners, Um, How how do you then quantify that impact in in a way that their boss can understand, right? Yeah, there is a balancing act on this. You know, some things just don't go away. And the impact report that I've drafted for TEDx Glasgow this year does have that. So we've got our stories and our case studies and the verbatims and the videos that our speakers and everyone has told us. But we do have some hard metrics in there and there's a value of impact. There's social followers, there's the level of engagement that we've had, the community that we've engaged, the diversity of our audience. All those things are in that report, all the things that these managers and these CEOs want to read and see. We have tried to balance that. Does the impact report on the economic value of the event and the contribution that it makes to the city, does that serve you in any way when it comes to conversations with the municipalities or any public officials? Definitely. We have people really interested in it and it helps them feel fired up to do it all over again. We've got Scottish government and our local councils and bodies, Glasgow City Council, Scottish Enterprise, and lots of government bodies are interested. But we've also got all the, the private sectors interested as well. They, they are passionate and care about it too. Zeb, if I'm a TEDx organizer of a small TEDx event and I don't have any hopes and dreams to get a team of 11 people, I can't even get two people. I'm just one person and I have maybe a smaller event. It's 100 people. I'm trying to get funding to grow it. And I look at this plan. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of things to measure. That's four completely different areas. Um, The idea, the person, society and the economic impact. If I had to choose one, I'm just I only have time for one. Sure. What would you recommend for me? What What is the one area I should focus on to get the most impact? I'd recommend focusing on your community, the people who are at your event, and find out what they've got out of being part of 
your TEDx event. If you understand that better, I think it'll inform you more as a TEDx organiser, but also inspire other people who've been at the event to do things as well. I think that's going to inspire action and that's where you can maybe expand onto the next part of what you could measure and impact. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Great advice. Thank you. So this impact report that we are talking about, Zev, will it be digitized and available for TEDxers to look at it on the TEDx Hub? Absolutely. It's ready for you to go and have a look at the TEDx Glasgow website and on the TEDx Hub. Just go and have a look. And any questions at all, I'll be happy to organize some calls, conversations, give you some ideas and help you out. Fantastic. Well, be careful with offering that help because I have a feeling a lot of people are going to reach out to you. <laughs> Zeb, this was such a detailed and rich conversation, and I still feel like it's just the beginning. <laughs> Thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you for taking the time to come today. And thank you for taking a lot more time to answer all the questions <laughs> and that will happen as a result of this. It's been a pleasure, Jay. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Solving for X. Join us on the TEDx Hub to find additional resources on this topic. You can also share your insights or ask questions. This episode was produced with love by Bianca De Jesus, recorded by Taylor Stemley, and researched by Tsvetina Deneva. This episode was edited by Mickey Kapper. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Solving for X channel wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, or of course on the TEDx Hub. Thank you for listening to Solving for X. See you next time. <laughs>